With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Consequences. That's all we want is consequences. We grew up in a world where people were held accountable, where there were consequences for our actions. The sisters drilled that into us in grammar school. Young man, there will be consequences for your choices. And you know what? Sister was right. Except, apparently, you're a Democrat. Back in the 70s, there was a, a ridiculous line from the movie Love Story that Love means never having to say you're sorry, which anybody who's married knows how, how ridiculous that is. Apparently, being a Democrat means never having to be held accountable. Unless, unless it's more useful for them to throw you under the bus. Witness one Biden hunter facing criminal charges in California facing gun and cocaine charges, facing tax charges. And he's over here like, wait, I thought I was immune to all of this. It's like, well, yeah, once your father turned into a vegetable, the rest of the magic carriage turned into a pumpkin hunter. And how about Fanny, Fanny, Fofanny, Fifi, Fofanny down in Fulton County? Oh, Fanny. Yeah, I think that the clock just struck midnight on you, too. We all know that these charges against President Trump are bogus. And, and if you want proof that they're bogus, just look at how seriously they take them on CNN and MSNBC. No consequences. That's all we want. There was even a game show called Truth or Consequences. It was a nice game show. And there's a town in New Mexico called Truth or Consequences. So I guess that's all we're asking is for the government to tell the truth and for the malefactors to face consequences. I said on State of the Nation with Steve Hook and Brian Hesher McLean this afternoon that the people responsible for the scandemic, all the big pharma people, Ralph Barrick, the people at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Dr. Fauci, Burks, who revels in the fact that she duped President Trump, openly revels in that. All of the politicos that locked us down, forced mandates on us, be they mask or jab, all the school administrators. In short, all the totalitarians we just want them to face consequences. I personally think that Fauci, Barrick, and the others that created the virus and the vaccine, coincidentally, should be tried for genocide. They have committed genocide on a global scale. They've killed tens of millions of people with their virus and their vaccine. I don't think it's too much to ask for them to face the consequences of their actions. 
And hubris will always be their downfall. I keep saying it, the truth will always out. Last night we talked about how the videotapes exonerate the Oath Keepers and show that Officer Harry Dunn and Special Agent Lazarus perjured themselves. Truth is coming out. They cannot any longer say that we're the liars. They're clearly proven to be the liars. And even if they're not lying, their pushing of the agenda is harming them irreparably. See Bud Light. CSI. Oh, no, not the TV uh, show CSI, but C Sports Illustrated, who laid off its entire staff today. Why? They overstepped the mark. They put a dude AI'd up to look like a chick on the swimsuit edition cover. Nope, that wasn't going to fly. So they had to close up shop. And it's sad because Sports Illustrated was, I had a subscription. That was my Christmas gift for my uncle. When I was a, a little boy, I got a Christmas subscription to Highlight Magazine, which taught good character and manners and emphasized positive values through stories and cartoons. And then when I was a little older, I got a subscription to Sports Illustrated because I was a certified sports nut. I mean, I could recite statistics off the back of baseball cards going back years. And which is why my friends who know me find it absolutely astonishing that I have precisely zero interest in professional sports. I haven't seen a Super Bowl in, I think, since Philadelphia won the last time. That's the, 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 the time when they had the fan eating a horse apple off the street after the game. This was, this was years ago, maybe 2019, I think. I don't know. That was the last time I even saw the Super Bowl. Haven't seen a New York Yankees game since the New York nanosecond that Aaron Judge's knee hit the turf. Sorry. You stand with BLM. You're, you're telling me that you hate me, and I'm no longer going to give you my dollars or my attention. And that's what happened at SI, and it's too bad because there was great writing. Dan Jenkins, amazing photography, Walter Eus Jr. Sports Illustrated was it, man. I mean, Sports Mag Sport Magazine tried. But Sport Magazine fell by the wayside because Sports Illustrated was the pinnacle of sports journalism. The photography, the writing, it was phenomenal. And in the back, they always had faces in the crowd, which featured amateur athletes, whether in high school or college, that were up and coming, people to keep an eye on. So many future Olympics and Olympians and future professional stars started out in Sports Illustrated in Faces in the Crowd. But alas, Sports Illustrated decided to go woke. Now they're broke. Same thing is happening to, to Dick's Sporting Goods since they stopped carrying firearms. We're winning. Might not seem like it, but we're winning. So keep fighting, Patriots. We're slowly but surely moving the ball down the field. I'm Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning. Fear of missing out? You don't have to miss a thing. Just download the TNT app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen to us live anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download, keeping you up to speed on today's news talk, TNT. Bringing you a worldview. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Today's news talk radio, TNT.
On Friday, the U.S. Department of Education said it's canceling nearly $5 billion in federal student loan debt owned by almost 74,000 borrowers, a majority of whom seem to be public servants. How about that? Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Timothy. Uh, we got some numbers to look at. I like numbers. Who doesn't like numbers? But we're talking about really, 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 really big numbers here uh, because this, if you're paying attention, if you're keeping score, and I know you are, this would bring up the total now uh, with this new round, uh, I believe, $136.6 billion that has been forgiven uh, for more than $3.7 million borrowers wow all right the specific number this time is 4.9 billion dollars in uh student loan uh debt relief uh across the 73,600 borrowers the announcement marks the latest effort by the biden administration to say i'm going to do whatever i want i'm just kidding to target specific groups of federal student loan borrowers by tweaking and expanding rules by under existing relief programs after the U.S. Supreme Court said, hey, you can't do that. They shot down its broader and more expensive debt cancellation plan. Of those 73,600 beneficiaries announced on Friday, 43,900 are receiving $3.2 billion in student loan discharge through public service loan Forgiveness, a program that erases outstanding student loan balances for those working in public service jobs, such as teachers, nurses, or police officers, once they have made 10 years of qualifying payments. In 2021, the Biden administration overhauled the loan forgiveness program, allowing hundreds of thousands of borrowers to get additional credit toward the final discharge. The other $1.7 billion is going to 29,700 people currently enrolled in income-driven repayment plans. Under such a plan, the amount of monthly payment is adjusted based on the borrower's income and family size, and the borrower may be eligible to have any remaining debt wiped out, what with a cloth, over a certain amount of time in repayment, typically after 20 years for those with undergraduate student loans and 25 years for those with graduate school loans. According to the Education Department, those 29,700 borrowers have been in repayment for at least 20 years and have earned their eventual debt relief, but have not received it because loan servicers failed to, quote unquote, accurately account for their payments, including Friday's relief. As I mentioned, the Biden administration has so far approved the cancellation of over $136 billion in student loan debt for more than 3.7 million people uh the announcement over this let's see from u.s under secretary of education james cavall said in a statement quote today we are helping borrowers who were promised help with their loans planned their lives around those promises and earn forgiveness through years of payments uh end quote uh they he went on to promise to help quote all of those harmed by the broken student loan system end quote but uh i guess that does not include everyone who's going to suffer through uh inflation high taxes and everything to pay off this uh, uh yeah this costs other people at the end of the day doesn't it timothy 
It sure does. And look, I am not opposed to student loans. I couldn't have gotten through college without the middle class kid. There's no way I could have gone to school. But I didn't go to college to find myself. I didn't go to college because it's what my friends were doing. I went to college because I wanted to be a doctor. And that's what I took my degree in was biology. And it was also $12,000 my senior year, 1984. Now, that might seem like ancient years, but <clears throat> let me put it this way. $12,000 at the rate of inflation doesn't equal $85,000, which is what a year costs now. So what happened? What happened was the federal government distorted the market. Every single time the federal government gets involved in a market, it distorts the market. Keynesian economics has been thoroughly debunked. The true economics that works is the Austrian school, okay? Guys like Milton Friedman, Thomas Sowell, those are the guys that know what's going on. The Keynesians, Samuelson, that think that government spending is what drives the economy, it makes the situation worse every single time. So I'm also not opposed to loan forgiveness programs. That's what the GI Bill is. Serve your country in the military, you get some money for college. I've got no problem with that whatsoever. And I also don't have a problem with this loan forgiveness program for those going into the teaching corps, going to work as public school teachers, going to work for the government in other positions. Great. You want to work off your loans? by working in a low-paying government job that's actually doing something positive for America? Great. However, the devil's always in the details. First, we have to make certain that those programs are making life better for regular Americans. We have to make sure that those government schools are not indoctrinating our children and having disgusting displays of uh, late-night nightclub drag shows in elementary schools. I saw a video today that sickened me. Not necessarily for what it was. Look, if guys want to dress up as uh, Carol Channing and sing Broadway show tunes, God love them. Do it in a nightclub late at night where there's no children. Don't do it in an elementary school. That's the problem that we have that people don't seem to realize. Also, Let's get the government out of the student loan business. Why did tuitions balloon so quickly? Because there was so much more money when the federal government kicked out the banks and took on their role is underwriting these loans. Let's get the banks back involved. Banks assess risk. Let's have, have the banks interview the students and see if they're pursuing a legitimate course of study or whether they just want another degree in genderqueer studies theory or whatever it's called. Do away with the Department of Education, get banks underwriting student loans, and making sure that if people are working off their student loan debt, that they're actually providing some benefit to the country, Adam. Oh, yeah, that all sounds very good, Timothy. And yeah, I think 
the creation of these uh, federal student loans kind of led to a problem um, that was unnecessary. And then there's a lot to be said about the general scamminess of colleges in general these days, far from far removed from the history of what they were intended to do back in the day, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I mean, college education is seen as some sort of magic ticket, like it's a Willy Wonka golden ticket to the chocolate factories. No, it's not. And so I think some of these for-profit uh, schools that are providing degrees but not really education need to go out of business. Now, an ITT that teaches you how to work in uh, internet security, uh, you know, coding and code breaking and uh, digital security and things like that, those programs are great. That's the modern version of the trade school. But again, if people are getting college degrees that aren't really going to enhance their job prospects, no, we shouldn't be paying for that as taxpayers. Thanks for another great story. Another great week of stories. Can't see, wait to see what you bring to us next week on today's News Talk, TNT. TNT's Steve Malzberg. If a president could be prosecuted for things he did, which he believed and was advised by his lawyers, what, what was, was the duty of the president to do, and then after the fact, after he's president, he could be prosecuted, the example has come up today many times. Well, when Joe Biden leaves office, he could be prosecuted for not securing the border. Barack Obama um, okayed drone strikes against American citizens overseas. He could be prosecuted for murder. I mean, this opens up a whole can of worms. Um, Pandora's box, I think, is the term that, uh, that Trump used. Steve Malzberg on today's News Talk TNT. Radio works because of its ability to personalize to the listener. What's exciting these days is that people are rediscovering it. You know, people are really rediscovering just how powerful radio is, how ubiquitous it is. It's in our cars, it's in our homes. There are so many new ways to access it. It's everywhere. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. A hoax about carbon dioxide in the climate has caused a global energy and economic disaster. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. David and Stacy Whited have always been entrepreneurs. They grew up in rural Kansas, farm country, with very conservative values instilled in them. At 23, they started a successful online product brokerage company that gave them the freedom and flexibility to travel. They experienced the coastal values, which only gave them a deeper appreciation for the flyover values with which they'd grown up, in which they consider normal. Like to welcome back to the reckoning our regular guest Dave Whited. Hey Timothy, it's great to great to be with you. I enjoy your show, and I look forward to this because whenever we get into a conversation, it could rabbit trail in a hundred different ways, and they're all equally enjoyable. You'd be the greatest person I think you could ever sit down and have a, a three hour dinner with. Well, thanks. I look forward to doing that someday with the two of you. We started it started already tonight when you when you came into the green room. Uh, Sports Illustrated crazy we grew up with it and uh, tell tell the folks what you were saying about sports illustrated well you know I'm, I'm listening to this as you're you know waiting to come in and i'm like what what a shame you know um i you know i that you know say in the 70s you know i'm a kid i to date myself in this too much but you're growing up those are the most iconic pictures the illustrated part of sports illustrated uh with with the, with the, the richest images of Super Bowl champions and 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 Ollie fights and you know um 
they captured these most iconic moments of of an era that framed moments and it, it it's it's almost like the the background you know you compared it to life magazine it's truly like the sports version of that the writing uh, award winning writing it was it was it was rich and descriptive and and uh uh you looked forward to it coming in you mentioned as a gift that's something i i like did without other things in order to 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 get and uh to to have so um to see it see it go this way the question that i have for you is when 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 they sell out how do, you, how do you describe it if you have a restaurant and you decide you know we've done really well being a steakhouse and we're going to start uh just doing salads only or something next week and 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 they go under when do when do businesses decide we're no longer about creating product for our customers our main goal is creating creating something that they don't want but we're going to make them feel bad for not wanting it and then and then they feel that they act like a victim when the customers go away uh and then you know well, you see we the left, other topics we talk about even some of the funding like nikki haley and some of these things like there's money that goes towards these things that's not intended to succeed right you know um and so you see this over and over in businesses and political candidates and causes and companies get behind these messages like you know the the the, the trans ideology and and people don't want it especially when it comes to sports espn's taken a beating you know this last year and you see now with sports illustrated but I, I question: Are they are they trying to go under? They, because there's there's nothing about this that would be a a successful business idea. No, they're not trying to go under, but they're also not trying to serve their market. Okay, you're exactly correct. They're look, the left first infiltrated the Roman Catholic Church. We had communists infiltrate the Vatican in the 1930s. It's been well documented. Yeah, and then they inter then they. Uh, infiltrated the universities. It's been 74 years now since William F. Buckley published God and Man at Yale in 1950, which as a recent graduate, he had taken his degree just the year before, he was able to provide an up close and personal examination of the history of the English and uh, departments at the college and at the divinity school, showing how communism was actively being taught at Yale, and it was. And it has been in all of our institutions now. And then in the 60s, you had the existentialists and the postmodernists. And what did the Hillary's uh, mentor, Saul Alinsky, say? A true radical cuts his hair, puts on a suit, and joins the establishment. And that's exactly what they did. Mm -hmm. They took over all our Fortune 500 companies. They took over all the charitable foundations, Ford Foundations, Carnegie Foundation, MacArthur Foundation. They're all now hard left even though their benefactors were conservative. And they have to destroy everything, Dave, that brings us together as Americans, apart from our political differences. They want only our political yeah. differences to remain, and that's why sport had to go. You know, when you when you look at this, here's the example. You and I originally met through the Reawaken America Tour, uh, an event put together by Clay Clark. And Clay loses money on those events. And so he runs businesses. He's a part owner in 160 companies builds a war chest and that's something he believed in he's like okay we need to have all these speakers that have answers about what's going on in the world the medical and election and, and all this this area and so he loses money on those events but it's for a higher cause and so he does this over here to make money and then then he'll do an event and he knows going in more than likely i'm probably going to lose money on doing this event it's not you don't do it to make profits so you kind of understand that because he has 
a, a higher cause, you know, saving America, educating people, bringing people together, educating them on conservative principles, creating a big enough leadership tent that he can have speakers that don't even necessarily agree with each other. So, so I get that model and everybody's kind of a part of that. Um, you know, I, I, you know, give to my church, you know, everybody has something. What, what it, it's hard for us to grab a hold of is as, as I think conservatives are primarily, most of them are business owners. They run a heating air conditioning company. They're doers of some kind. It's hard looking at something like Sports Illustrated through that same lens of like, we're okay losing this brand because we have this higher ideology involved. And you see that on all these fronts. And it looks like like organic, you know, and it's like, why would, how could ESPN have got destroyed? How could a town of, of Portland have gotten destroyed. You know, how could, you know, these policies, they, they destroy what's good. And it's, it's hard to wrap your head around. Why would they do that? Why would they go to such a great length to alienate their customer? You know, Michael Jordan famously said, you know, I kind of stay out of some of these things because Republicans buy sneakers too. And that makes sense. You know, Michael Jordan's now a billionaire and pretty much loved by everyone. The last dance, when it came out, everybody I know, regardless of their age and color, they all loved the last dance. And so he kind of got it, but like LeBron James doesn't get that sports illustrated. Doesn't get it. ESPN doesn't, doesn't get it. And now, you know, the NFL is going towards, it came out today, their, their national anthem, they're going to do two anthems at the Super Bowl. And so these things of, of, of ruining a brand because you believe so deeply in this higher ideology, but it's never just straight force. Hey, let's create a magazine about sports that people are going to love. Like that's not enough. You have to have this other like religious push to it, but it's in every category. And it kind of, it feels like it's it's organic, like this is isolated inside, but none of it's isolated. It goes back to the thirties. Like you just said, it goes back to, to John Dewey. It goes back to all of these characters that infiltrated these systems. And now it, it's even in, you know, the, the simplest thing that you would just try and relax, exhale a minute and enjoy it. They, they can't leave it alone. No, and I think I've got an explanation as to what's going on, and we're going to get to that right after these headlines on today's News Talk, TNT. I got news. News. I got news for you. News. News. I got news. I got news. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. There have been recent concerns regarding Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and her alleged personal relationship with her co-prosecutor in the case against former President Donald Trump. This relationship is raising questions of potential conflicts of interest. The Houthi rebels in Yemen have openly stated their intention to directly confront the United States, vowing to continue their attacks on ships in the Red Sea until the blockade of Gaza by Israel is lifted. Globalist agendas, democratic rights at risk, corruption, propaganda, it never stops. For the news and views silenced by the mainstream media, by government and corporations, vote one. TNT Radio. Free speech always has a home here. Stay up to date with the latest live news and current affairs delivered by our lineup of expert commentators and hosts. Listen to TNT Radio anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk. This is TNT Radio. Dave, your observation was correct, but only as it pertains to individual companies, okay? Just like we know that the universe is expanding through our telescopic readings and our understanding of physics, 
But the question into what is it expanding only makes sense in this universe because time and space, mm. as we know it, only exist within this universe. God exists outside this universe. He created time and space. And so he lives outside time and space, which is why so many miraculous things have been able to happen. But that's exactly what's going on here. If you look at the NFL, if you look at Science, uh, Sports Illustrated, if you look at the individual businesses, what they're doing doesn't seem to make sense because using your steak house analogy, it's directly analogous to the steakhouse not serving salads, but starting to serve lab-grown meat and then shaming you for not wanting the lab-grown meat. And you're going to, what, are you, what kind of steak eater are you that you're not going to eat lab-grown meat, Dave? Come on. What kind of man are you that isn't going to ooh and awe and be aroused by a man made up like a woman on the cover of the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated? Come on, Dave. And it's that because what they're doing is the grocery store analogy, okay? Grocery stores have loss leaders. They lose money on the produce department. Produce goes bad before it can be sold, et cetera. Sometimes they lose money mm -hmm. on the milk. Because they make money on the paper towels, on the dish law liquid, on all the other hard goods that aren't perishable. So grocery stores operate on a very thin margin, which is why shoplifting is so bad from a grocery store. But they do it with knowing, they go into it knowing that they're going to lose money on some of the fresh products because they're going to make it up on some of the hard goods. That's what's going on here. Because who owns all of these? BlackRock, Vanguard. State Street Bank. They own Coke and they own Pepsi. Everybody now is, I'm not going to drink Bud Light. So who's the big sponsor of the Super Bowl? Medela. Guess who owns Medela? AB InBev, who also owns Bud Light. So they don't care that Bud Light sales are down because Medela sales are way up. Wow. You know, through that lens, it, it does help uh, to make sense. It's like the, you know, everybody knows the story of of like uh, there, there's a scorpion. He wanted to get across the river and he asked the frog to help swim him across. And, you know, they get across and the, you know, the frog's like, no, you're going to sting me. And, and he says, no, why would I do that? And so, you know, everybody knows the story. They get halfway across and the scorpion does sting him. And he's like, why did you do this? Now we're both going to drown and die. He's like, well, I'm a scorpion. That's that's what I do. It, it's hard to look around in a wooden boat and 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 realize it's it's full of woodpeckers or maybe the people that are that should be helping you row actually have a hatchet and they're hitting the bottom of it you're like why would you be destroying this but it makes sense at that level it doesn't make sense at the base and that's where most people look at it i think you're you're nailing this timothy because most people including myself you know i i look at these things and i can't operate through a lens of not trying to do your best not trying to serve, right. serve the customer not trying to do your job not trying to succeed like their success isn't pepsi doing well or coke doing well or bud light doing well or modella do it's 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 to serve a small number of global elites that are meeting this whole week in Davos and they're kind of laying out the plan of this is what you're going to want and you're going to like it. You're going to own nothing and be happy. That idea, like if you look at it from that lens down, those things make sense. If you look to your left and your right, you know, you have a, a mom and pop owning a, a small restaurant, like they would never try to implode that and destroy it. But uh, that's kind of what's happening. Well, and they count on that, okay? They count on your good Midwestern values, your work ethic, your diligence, your your concern for doing a good job and being well thought of in the community. They count on that because they want to keep those blinders on. 
And so yeah. that's what I try to do is I try to take those blinders off people and get them to realize, okay, you're playing one game, they're playing a completely different game. And this is the game they're playing. It's it's way up here. They're, they're not operating down at the go to work yeah. 40 hours a week, punch the clock. If you're working at the hardware store, you know, if, if there aren't any customers, you sweep the floor, you're always busy, you're always trying to make everything better. That's not who they are. That's not who they are at all. They are literally the villain in every single James Bond movie. And, <laughs> and our boy Klausi seems to have taken yes. that to heart. <laughs> yeah, it, it, branding wise, you know, it looks like it. You know, when we we started, our, you know, our show three years ago, um, you know, and we're we're interviewing top business people, top doctors, top you know authors, and people who've thought through these things deeply in private, and then bring the information to the public. And I, I, I did it actually more as a crusade to try to make sense of of all of these things. But um, you look at these institutions, you know, you look at the institution of like media, education, even religion, like all of these things, like the idea of saving America. And I, I think we've actually, if live or conservatives kind of shifted a little bit, like saving America is kind of like having a cousin or somebody that's like on cocaine. Like you can't give them enough ad advice. You can't give enough money to fix it, but we can save Americans, you know? So like right. these institutions, I'm not sure, but, but uh, enough Americans, you know, like if, if, if we wake up to what's going on, like maybe we don't need all these prescriptions. Maybe I, I, I you know, I wish the government spent less, but I could spend less. You know, maybe I could I could lose a few pounds. Maybe I could eat dinner with my kids every night. Maybe I could, like, Americans can make a difference in their deal. And we do have the power because there's so many, so much more of us. And by pushing back, by not participating in this craziness, but without people like you doing what you're doing, people don't even know. They don't know Medela and Bud Light. They don't know that 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 there's three companies that own everything you touch. Well, that's what I try to do. I often tell the story. My father listened to my first broadcast back in December of 2014, and I asked him what he thought. And he said, you know, uh, what you said was was great, but your tone, do you really think you're going to change anybody's mind with your tone? And I laughed. I said, Dad, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. I'm trying to encourage people who already know what's going on. I'm yeah. trying to get them to go out and be a force multiplier because they know people I don't know or not and never will know. Yeah. But if they hear me and they use what I tell them and teach them, and I encourage the, everybody to go do their own research. And if they go do their own research and they find out things and and they spread that truth, eventually, you know, the truth will out. It always does. It is with the videotapes that are coming out this week showing that uh, Special Agent Lazarus and Capitol Police Officer Dunn perjured themselves in the Oath Keepers trial. The video came out. Did you see the video about the pipe bomber, the guy in the backpack that everybody yep. has said planted the pipe bomb at the DNC? Well, he's chatting with Metro PD and the Secret Service, Kamala Harris's Secret Service detail. He's yeah. chatting with them before he goes and places the pipe bomb, pipe bomb on the, on the bench. In their lackadaisical response, they knew it was a dud, but nope, for the cameras, we had to roll out the robot, make it a whole thing. And everything we're told, everything we're shown is fake, Dave. And I got a text from a friend today saying this terrifies me. And it was a tweet from a man who had made an AI avatar of himself. And it was and he sampled his voice for a few minutes and he was getting his avatar to say things through text, flawless French accent, Russian accent, Spanish accent, that speaking languages he doesn't even speak fluently with a perfect accent. 
and, and, and said, you know, this is amazing. Tell me how I could use this for good. And of course, my friend texted me. She goes, this terrifies me. I said, it should. It should, because we're getting to the point where Hollywood stars aren't even going to be people. They're going to be these digitized personalities. So People Magazine and all the things that people follow, movies they're in, and it's all going to be ephemera. Wait, it'd be a scary time to be dating. <laughs> you yeah. know, that's, it's, that's it's already a scary time to be dating. I'll tell you. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not, not in that game. Um, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, it jumped out at me this week. You probably saw it, uh, you know, after the Iowa caucus, you know, Rachel Maddow came on and said, we're, we're, we're good. We have a, we have a, a moral obligation to protect you, our listeners from these lies that Trump is going to say that he's not said yet, but I'm clairvoyant. So I know he's, he's about to lie. We're going to protect you from his acceptance speech of, of winning Iowa. Like that sounds to me like, like just, just pulling back the curtain and no longer pretending they're not the marketing arm of the democratic party. Oh, and that's the only, I mean, come on. That's the only way this stuff even continues. Yeah, these people are the intellectual heirs of Time Magazine who put both Adolf Hitler, Joe Stalin, and Mao on their cover man of the as year. Man of the Year. So yeah. there you go. You're listening to today's News Talk, TNT. I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez. And normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding, please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out, because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear, because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So, what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container, because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. See, Smokey thinks I'm funny. Political neutrality, not with Timothy Shea. This is The Reckoning with Timothy Shea on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Dave, I don't know about you and Stacy. I suspect you're the same as me. I am just enjoying the heck out of 2019. It got off to a rolling start on January 1st, and we've had a big story every single day. It's like there hasn't been a let up. Most of the stories have been good for us. You know, the big story yesterday was... Fanny Fanny Fofanny down in Fulton County <laughs> is going to have to uh, have to face a trial of her own and it's going to be televised. So uh, there's that. There's Hunter uh, facing some consequences in California. And 
the my favorite story this week though was the left losing their ever-loving mind that Donald Trump won by the biggest margin in the history of the Iowa caucuses. He's the first president to get over 43% and he got over 50%, uh, the first candidate. It, it's just been delicioso. And now on to New Hampshire. And I think I know what's going to go on in New Hampshire, but I'm going to give you the first bite at the apple. Well, a lot of interesting things coming with it. For me, it started with the end, you know, New Hampshire began, it's kind of like a, an NFL team winning a playoff game. It's like well, the preparation starts five minutes afterwards. Who are you preparing for? But with the contrast between Trump's acceptance speech and how positive and uniting it was, it's the best version of Trump. It's it's like it's like it's like the Trump that came to your bar mitzvah or something. It's like the Trump yeah. at your you know at your kid's birthday party. He's he's enjoying. He's like you know Haley and DeSantis. We're actually having fun here, and he's like we all need to come together, left and the right. We have real problems in the world, which we do. I think we're maybe in like maybe seven wars now or something like that, roughly, uh, give or take. And and then Biden had his tweet right after that win, and and basically said Trump's the the, the clear front front runner. And and this was very telling. It's 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 very uh, Hillary Clinton, you know, esque, which to the basket of deplorables. He, he said, I could pull it up and read it exactly, but he said, um, it's always been the case, but it's going to be you and me versus the the MAGA Republicans. And then you know, uh, it, it it's it's it was true yesterday. It's true to, today. It'll be true tomorrow. And I'm like, apparently, Timothy, you and I don't have a president. He's only governing this 33% that oh. seems to still give him an approval rate. And so that divisive nature, I'm like, when when he, he struck the Bidenomics term, I think when he spoke in Nevada, like in the, November, December, he got rid of Bidenomics because it's such a dud. The, the equivalent of the city of Cincinnati crossed the southern border in December alone. Um, you know, the Afghan withdrawal, there's nothing on a foreign policy standpoint he can go with. So it's like, there's nothing to hang his hat on. And so it's just going to be a 2024. The only thing he has to go on is, is against these terrible, awful people. And as long as Rachel Maddow and people kind of continue to run cover for him, that might still work. But it it was very, it was a very bad look and the difference because man, Trump really looked good. And that divisive, angry nature from Joe Biden or whoever writes the tweets for him, they had some kind <laughs> of focus group that they think that's a winner. Oh, it's the it's the fungal fruiting body behind the lectern. That was one of the stories I loved most that came out. Corinne Jean-Pierre wrote a text as Biden, a tweet, and she forgot to change over her accounts. Obviously, she had both accounts on her phone. <laughs> she forgot to change over and it went under it went out under the press secretary. X account instead of the POTUS at POTUS account. So it's like busted, but we knew that anyway. Joe, yep. Joe, Joe can't control his bowels, much less be able to type <laughs> on a keyboard or anything else. Uh, another great story. We had Arkansas Day last Thursday, not yesterday, but a week ago yesterday. And the Clinton Presidential Library thought it'd be a great idea to put up a picture of him at an old 1990s era computer saying, who do you think Bill Clinton wrote his first email to? They had to take the post down, Dave, because there were so many replies of either Jeffrey Epstein or Monica Lewinsky. <laughs> well, they had they changed the way the YouTube platform worked as soon as Biden came into office because yeah. they get so ratioed. They make one kind and they'd be like, you know, you know, a thousand likes and 20,000 dislikes. So they changed the way you, the, the, the social media platform works for him specifically. It changed for everybody in the world because Joe Biden is so disliked. And so right. I don't know how that's going to continue, but what do you, how do you look at this, this race, you know, uh, the next step down 
and lined up, which it kind of always felt like a surrogate for Trump, the whole campaign. That um, was my thesis. I wrote an article on that for America Free News Network, AFNN.us, with our, our great friend, Colonel Mike Ford, saying exactly that, that I, I finally got to the point where I, I thought that Vivek was a stalking horse for Trump. He was, His job was to go onto those ridiculous GOP debate stages and bring the Trump talking points, bring the America, they're not Trump talking points, they're America first talking points. Right. So to bring the Trump light without all the Trump heat. So, cause people won't even listen yeah. to him now. And it, it's telling because these men on the street interviews, if you go out and you give a uh, a policy and say that it was Donald Trump's, people hate it. And you tell them, yeah, actually that's, that's something that Joe Biden said. Or you tell them something right. it, Joe Biden said and they say they loved it. It's like, oh, well actually that was Donald Trump. And instantly well, even, they get annoyed. Even Jamie Dimon, you know, the, the CEO of Chase yeah. Bank, in an interview from Davos this week, he's like, everybody needs to like tap the brakes a minute because all of these categories of life were better under Donald Trump. And so we need to kind of, you know, not say, hey, if you like him, you're some ignorant redneck that lives in Missouri and eats barbecue. Um, maybe he didn't say it like that. I paraphrased. But, you know, maybe, maybe people might have an, 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 an allegiance there because their life was better. You know, they were making no, more money and there was say, more peace. Yeah, he didn't say about the, the redneck in Arkansas eating barbecue, which, by the way, as far as I'm concerned, the best barbecue is probably at a smoker in the backyard of a redneck in Arkansas, right? Probably so. so. <laughs> I mean, invite me over. Seriously, I'll bring the beer. Yeah. Uh, but what he did say, and this was important coming from the chairman of J.P. Morgan Chase, he didn't just focus on the economic issues being better and how that might be better for himself and his his pals and his his customers. He said it's wrong to dismiss 70 million Americans. He had the number wrong. Yes. It was more than 70 million, but it's wrong to dismiss 70 million Americans and say that they've been brainwashed because just look at it. They they knew what they were voting for. And I've taken Beth Moore to task this week. I, I came out, I've got another piece in AFNN.us. People can go check it out. They can check out my X account at the Reckoning TNT. And I called Beth out by name because she put out a butthurt tweet after Iowa saying, what, 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 what upsets me the most is that this is what the voters want. They want Donald Trump. It's like, yes, you get it now. And she said yeah. that Donald Trump has made the Republican Party unrecognizable. I said, congratulations, Beth, you finally get it. We don't want the Republican Party recognizable, right? right? I, I've never been stabbed in the back by a Democrat, Dave. I'm like a porcupine with all the knives I've taken from Republicans. Oh, and it's happening point. now. My MAGA Institute partner, Brooke McGowan, is running for Congress in NC10. And the guy she's running against is a former Green Beret who owns a munitions company that is the only provider in the Western world to Ukraine for their heavy machine gun ammunition that is made not in NATO specifications, but to Russian specifications. He has the contract to be the sole provider to Ukraine. And this is a guy who's holding himself out to be America first. Are you kidding me? Okay, well, you, you know, you go down there and say, so you look at the money on all of these. Let's go back to to then DeSantis and Nikki Haley. People that would donate to DeSantis, I think, would also would be aligned with President Trump. And so I think that's kind of a wash. And I don't know how much money he's spending in New Hampshire, if if any. But Nikki Haley is receiving a ton of money from Reed Hoffman, the founder of, yeah. of LinkedIn. Reed Hoffman founded, funded the whole uh uh all the, the 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 attorney fees and the thing behind E. Jean Carroll's 
lawsuit against President Trump. Like everything that's a distraction to Republicans, Reid Hoffman's funding it. He's funds right. uh, media media matters, yeah, uh, a bunch of things for Gavin Newsom, a bunch of of uh, basically policies and 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 activities that that are distractive and hurtful for uh, conservatives. And he's funding Nikki Haley, and she's spending roughly $3 million a week in New Hampshire preparing for this. So I, I think when you look at the money behind that candidate, I, I think they can lose money so she'll continue on. But nobody that loves America you know, would, would be putting money behind a candidate that obviously people aren't behind and obviously is not going to win. But if you're a Reed Hoffman, it's like money you would blow at a casino without thinking about it. Right. And so, yeah, so, exactly. so her being in the race, it's the dark money behind it. Like you're talking about with the ammunitions company. It's like, why are you doing what you're doing? You can say this up front, but what are you actually doing? And that's, that's, what's telling, what do you think is going to happen? And then coming out of New Hampshire, let what, it, what if it's closer, you know, Haley above DeSantis by a large margin, and it should be with the money being spent. Um, do you think she'll gain a minute or what if it's even a, a further squashing by Trump? What, what way do you think that that's going to go? You said you'd give your, your two cents on New Hampshire. I'd love to hear it. Cause you got your thumbs on the pulse of, of the Northeast. And what does that mean going into South Carolina or will it be just Trump by the time we go to South Carolina? I, I think that I called out right Tuesday night. I said, okay, New Hampshire, it's on to you. It's, it's your job. Now you've got to knock Nikki out because there's two ways to think about it. Nikki is so hated in South Carolina now. It'd be great if she stayed in until the South Carolina primary and got her butt handed to her on a platter down there, because that would certainly kill her political career forever. But I don't trust because of all the Reed Hoffman and all the other Democrat money behind her, all the Democrats crossing over. And Dave, let's take a minute and call out the GOP. Shame on them for not closing every single primary in America. Okay. The New York Yankees, their starting pitcher isn't decided with input from the Boston Red Sox. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. That's good. That's a good point. You know, we don't we don't have the New England yeah. Patriots deciding who the New York Giants starting quarterback is going to be. So get the Democrats and get these so-called independents out. Either you're a member of the party, a longstanding member of the party. I'd like to see registration at least six months. You're a mm, member that, of the party. That would party, change a lot of things. That would have changed things in Iowa too. Or you're not a member of the party. You can have other things for independents and for Democrats. If Democrats want to weigh in on who the Republican, great, great, go nuts. The Republican Party is a private corporation. It need it sets its own rules, and the rule in every fifty state needs to be no Democrats. But so getting back to your question, yeah, I it. Let me put it this way. If Donald Trump gets over 50%, it's over. I saw a great line today. President Trump isn't competing in the primaries. He's hosting them. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's the it's the truth. Now, after South Carolina, they've they've it's a, it's an odd thing in Nevada, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it because Nevada has a caucus, and that's where the the electorates go to DeSantis and Trump are both participating in the caucus as it stands right now. And Nikki Haley right. is in the general election, which doesn't even count. Is that Am I saying that well, right? Well, not the general election, but the primary. They have a primary, the primary and they got the caucus. It's so so she's going to be in the primary and she's going to say, I won the primary. It's like, yeah, it's great. We competed in the caucuses. Like I could, I could do that yeah, in Nevada. Anybody can, you know, yeah. basically, you know, whoever, like yeah. you probably just register and go. So it's not, but it's not even for the electorates. Yeah. It's in, just, it's in Nevada. Nevada's a clown show. Nevada's a clown show. Yeah. And so, uh, so Super that's, Tuesday that, that's is going to be a big deal. 
This will definitely be over by Super Tuesday, and Donald Trump will be the nominee, uh, presumptive yes. nominee, because it's not official until the convention. But I see Nikki's Nikki's campaign fatally coming out of New Hampshire mortally wounded. Whether she has the grace to retire from the field will depend on whether her money handlers are telling her that it's over. If they yeah. decide that their mission is over, she ends her campaign. If they want her to keep fighting on, she'll keep fighting on. Because at this point, right now, she's a Democrat. And she even said, Dave, she said she got into politics inspired by Hillary Clinton talking to a yeah. women's leadership conference. And then, and she exact quote, and then I had to decide whether I was a Democrat or Republican. What? That tells you everything you need to know about Nikki right there. If, you, if you're torn on that, you know, then it's a, it says a lot. I think you know, I, I keep picturing the casino thing there because it, it got people blowing money that doesn't really matter. It's just fun, you know, for them. Yeah. They're not trying to win. They're just trying to, you know, it, it, for them, it's an exercise. And it's it's one more thing. If you're going to make a list of the things they're going to try to slow Trump down, it's, it's it's a distraction. It's a court case. It's an indictment. The indictment things are falling off like 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 nothing. And um um his momentum is so good. And again, it, it, did you think it was funny, Timothy, that that there was the language that he had to win by 50% or more in Iowa, or it, it, it was it was an indictment on on his right, you know, like he goes out and he does it. <laughs> well, but but that's never been there for anybody. Like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City is a quarterback. Totally gets, gets that a little bit like they, like if, if Patrick yeah, Mahomes doesn't score 35 points, then he's like, Well, something's wrong. But he's competing against Patrick Mahomes numbers. I mean, yeah. it's not even a real thing. Yeah. No, they 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 set a bar they didn't think he'd win, he'd reach, and then he did, and now they're freaking out. And you know, it, you know what it all comes back to? It all comes back to Saturday morning cartoons, Dave. It all comes <laughs> back to the Roadrunner and Wiley E. Coyote. Right? Okay, we yeah. all know those. We all know those great cartoons. Here's the question I always had as a boy: Who was paying for all those gigas from Acme? Who was funding all those purchases from Acme? And that's Nikki Haley right there. <laughs> Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is, is Wiley E. Coyote, right? She keeps trying to chase the roadrunner down. She's never going to catch him. It's always going to blow up in her face. But the real question is, who's financing the effort? That's good. You could say the the the... The race is, you know, hosted by Donald Trump, sponsored by Acme. Uh, would yeah, be there pretty you good go. branding. There you go. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much. It's always great. Folks, Dave and Stacy from Flyover Conservatives, download their app, check them out on Twitter, check them out on their website. They are our regular guests on a Flyover Friday, the first, third, and fifth Friday of the month, if there is one. Dave, can't thank you enough. Thanks Look a lot, Timothy. I always, always enjoy it. I always wish we had more time. Indeed, you're right. We three-hour dinner might be cutting it a little short, pal. Yes. That's it for tonight's reckoning on today's news talk TNT. Stay tuned for the Hervorier Moritz show. I'm Timothy Shea. Until next time, God bless you. God bless these United States. Keep fighting the good fight.